Welcome to the Forbidden Forest. This is Ro reading chapter 42, the prologue for Misunderstood Creatures. Harry came back to himself slowly. First, he became aware of the soft and gentle rise of the warm body behind him, then the slow thudding of a heart, soft breath slipping out into the frigid morning air. He opened his eyes, blinking twice before the thin stretch of a black wing laying gently above his head came into focus. The memories of the evening before trickling from the back of his hippocampus and into his conscious mind. Draco had asked him to leave, and he had gone. Harry pulled the wing back from above him slowly, and the Thestral stirred, skin shivering as it shook off the thin layer of snow that had collected over him through the night. The air beyond the wing crept over Harry, and he was suddenly so incredibly thankful that this creature had known to come for him, just known. As if in response, the gentle beast shook his heavy head, breath still creating little clouds of steam on every stoic exhale, and turned to nudge Harry softly from his side. It was time to go. The sun was just now warming the depths of the deep valley, and it had to be high in the sky to clear the precipitous forest walls. Fuck, Harry thought to himself, it must be nearly mid-morning. He stretched his legs from beneath him and stood, the Thestral reaching out his giant wings away and above Harry's form, also slipping its forelegs out in the snow and gingerly raising its skeletal form. The great slopes of his hip bones and knobs of each vertebra sliding below his coal-colored skin. With one last forlorn look at Harry, the glassy eyes, impassive as always, the Thestral snorted softly and started off to the north, picking its way through the unmarked snow. Harry watched him go, his magic swirling around him gently, warming him against the cold, replacing the comforting warmth of the winged stallion. The sun shone down a bit brighter, and Harry lifted his face to the light of the new day. Last night... The memories continued to trickle back, like sand running through an hourglass. Images of the two of them curled around each other, the softness of Draco's skin and the smell of his hair, freshly washed in a bath that afternoon. The comfort and the security of his bed, the bed they'd shared so many nights, together. His hand sliding across his stomach, so close and familiar and yet daring, the kiss they had shared. Harry felt a numbing, tingling sensation ghost across his lips as he thought back to that moment in the dark, in the warm rush of Draco leaning down and the pull of everything they had been through together, the months of building trust, of creating a place of their own to explore who they are just as much as what they wanted, what they needed, a place to reclaim themselves. And it had led them there, to each other's arms, to drowning in the depths of everything that Draco was, to kissing him, to kissing him like he would die if he couldn't be with him. But it had changed, and the thought of Draco's vacant expression flashed before him. The automated movements, Draco's attention turned from him to his body. Draco wasn't one to rush things, he never had been. 
Harry had been swallowing back urges for months, afraid of the shock of that talisman. Not afraid of it, conscious of it. He always waited for Draco to initiate contact between them. But this time, last night, it hadn't felt right. It had become empty and mechanical. Gone was the smoldering and consuming heat, and it was replaced by something cold and suffocating. Harry had known that instant that Draco was dissociating, that it wasn't real, that it wasn't what he wanted. Hell, Harry didn't even want more than a kiss, not really. He was still scared, scared of what to do, what to say, scared of the future, scared of hurting Draco, scared of loving him. Love, something he had never learned to receive without scars, nor to give without sacrifice. He'd rejected Draco's insistent advances, and Draco had been so hurt. Hurt and bitter and so very angry. Harry scrubbed his face in his hands and pushed his hair back. He did the right thing in the end. Harry knew it to be true. It wasn't time, not yet. This was just the beginning. He steeled himself, turned on the spot, and apparated back to Tenebris Hollow, his feet landing on the solid, familiar ground, the little cabin looking oddly forlorn in the winter sun. The wards were torn. Harry felt it instantly, his magic flitting around him, searching for any source of potential danger. Instead, it was only moments before he felt the bitter traces of what had ripped them to pieces. Draco's magic cold and cruel and surgical in its precision. The anger was palpable, and Harry rushed to the door of their little home, opening it to see just his single box of possessions on the kitchen table, and the bed, transformed from their bunk bed, back to a single one that looked nothing like their own. The only hint that this cabin had been their home was the soft and gentle lingering of the encouragement that hung like an unwritten apology in the air and Little Dipper's perch was empty. It was strangely still, quiet. On the table was a scrap of parchment. Harry bolted toward it, grabbing the crisp sheet between his shaking hands, his throat tight. Harry, I'm sorry. I hope you can see now why this could never work between us. Work on you and your recovery. You have your whole life ahead of you. It would be easier if we didn't contact one another. D.M. Harry's heart contracted painfully in his chest. The air squeezed from his lungs as his breath stagnated in his throat. Draco had left. He'd left angry, without saying goodbye. This was goodbye. This pathetic string of words, hollow and sharp and exacting. He had left and he had wanted to hurt him. And he had. A year together, a year of careful, beautiful things they had built together, grown together. They had nurtured and tended with soft and stoic respect, whispered secrets in the night and the grasp of their hands, fingers laced together. A year of stolen looks over cups of tea and hours of silence that held as much meaning as a thousand letters. A year of furtive touches and their magic, their magic growing into the space between them like beautiful, ornate lace, tying them, knotting them ever closer, strands spun together like the elaborate work of a spider. A year and they had the same Patronus. Harry stood, unraveling, unwinding himself from the traces of Draco, 
from the feeling of him that draped across his skin, that pulled around his very bones. It was painful touching him, eating away at him. Like an acid that had been spilled across his viscera, it gnawed. Harry wanted it gone. He wanted it numb. Harry felt hot tears sliding down his cheeks, and the breath he was holding stuttered out of his mouth. He stood there a moment, his thoughts reeling, panic rising. All of that for a fucking note on the table as a goodbye. For Harry saying no. For Harry saying he wasn't ready. His cheeks were wet as he stuffed the little slip of paper with venomous words that had cut him like knives deep into his pocket. He needed it to stop. Harry spared a moment, gritting his teeth and breathing deeply, swallowing down the tears, blanking his mind, refusing to break. Not now. Not after everything. He didn't want to be numb. Numb is not joy. Not even content. Numb is too close to death. He would fix this. He would show Draco he could be the man who didn't break, who didn't run, who didn't need Draco to fix him. He would take the lesson of this year and know that it was possible. What they have together was possible. And he'd just have to show Draco he could carve out space for it in the outside world. A world where Harry could forgive Draco for being so scared. A world where Harry still wanted him, still wanted to go slowly. He took his box from the table and turned back to the door. The outside world was waiting.